Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. Welcome to Rondell's Unpopular Opinion. Welcome to Patreon. Welcome to Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere where podcasts are streaming. Of course, Patreon is going to get this first. They're going to get it in video form. And everybody else is going to get it in audio. All right. If you want to become a part of the Patreon, there will be a link to do so in the description of this podcast. We're going to get into the Tiffany Hatter situation. Shout out to everybody who supports the platforms. It doesn't go unnoticed. Doesn't go unnoticed. We'll get to that towards the end. All right. But we need to have a conversation about Tiffany Haddish because, you know, this is not far-fetched. I predicted this a year ago that her time has come to an end. No matter how hard she may try to try to climb up after her humiliation ritual is done. You're going to move me out the way. So y'all can see this. This is coming from LA Times, all right? That I said she was going to be done, that they were done with her, all right? She tried after her debacle with her child abuse allegations, her child sex abuse allegations with Aerie Spears. She thought that maybe keeping her Disney Haunted Mansion deal and maybe some other deals were going to basically help her. And kind of really sponged the stain on her jacket with that. But it didn't because the Haunted Mansion flopped miserably this year in the box office. This summer when it released in July, if I'm not mistaken. You saw her try to sneak in the Cardi B's birthday party. Pop back out on the scene with that about a year ago. And lately she's been like dropping into like little events here and there to kind of really get her face back out there. But I said about a year ago that her career will never be the same. I also spoke about her being socially awkward and all this other type of stuff. We're going to get into that too. We're going to, we're going to get into that too. Now, this is from the LA times. This is what we're going to get into what's the most recent as of right now. All right. Now over the weekend, Cause it's still the holiday weekend, right? Thanksgiving weekend. You have Tiffany Haddish here being arrested on suspicion of a DUI. Beverly Hills. Now LA times is saying that Tiffany Haddish was arrested early Friday on suspicion of driving under the influence. All right. Today is Saturday. Authorities receive a call about a vehicle blocking the road on Beverly drive near Dayton way at around 5 45 AM. The Beverly Hills Police Department said, police said that they found Tiffany Haddish inside the car. She had performed just hours earlier at the Laugh Factory. We all know about that. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. For people who've known me to create content three years ago, you know I was speaking about the Laugh Factory when it came to Amanda Bynes. You see how she ended up. But anyways as part of a Thanksgiving event. 
Now, the comedian was in police custody Friday morning. Police said she would be released within the next several hours. And gratefully, there are no injuries reported to her or anyone else. All right. And they telling you they are the originals to really get this story. Now, this is not the first time, okay, that Tiffany Haddish has been involved in this. Okay. It's not the first time. Um, or known to really honestly have a drinking problem. All right. Um, we all know that Cat Williams said, listen, hey, she's not that funny. In his opinion, she's not that funny. A lot of people feel as though she's only been used to play into stereotypical roles of black women and make a killing off of doing that. Showing up to the fucking Met Gala with chicken in her purse. Y'all know the vibes. Y'all already know the vibes with that. Now, what I want to get into is I want to get into what she told Lunell on, on Vlad. And we're going to get into why she may have these problems. Because to me, she's socially awkward. My opinion. Now, I'm going to pull up her Wikipedia for a second because these are a lot of things people probably didn't know. But when I was covering the allegations with her and Aerie Spears last year, I went into her background. And the more I went into her background, the more I said, something wrong with this girl. She got some demons. So we're going to get into the, her history, okay? Her early life. Now, she was born and raised in South Central LA. All right. Now, here's what's interesting, right? Her father was Etrian. I'm assuming that's how you say it. If I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. But I know that's um, a nationality, an African nationality, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Nipsey Hussle did also have some lineage from there as well, via one parent. And according to what her grandmother told, was Jewish. So it's not far-fetched that Tiffany Haddish is Jewish. Right? Um, and she got some Jewish connects in the industry. We're not going to get into that. Her mother is Black American or African American. That's what they have written here. Small business owner from a Christian family. After Haddish's father left when she was three years old, her mother remarried and had his two half-sisters. She has two half-sisters and two half-brothers. Now get this. Her sister Jasmine played seventh, played seventh in the TV show Claim the Fame after being voted out on August the 15th of 2022. Now, in 1988, the year I was born, 
while her family was living in Colton, California, her mother suffered a severe brain damage, severe brain damage in a car accident. And they're saying that this is believed to have caused her mother's schizophrenia. All right, now after this, they said that Tiffany said her mother became quick-tippered, abusive, and violent. Tiffany, then nine years old, and the oldest of five siblings became the family's primary caregiver. It was around this time that Haddish became interested in humor. She said, if I could make my mother laugh and turn her anger into some joy, I was less likely to get beat. Same thing in school. If I could make the kids laugh, they'll help me with my homework and protect me from other bullies. Now her stepfather told her he he had tampered with the brakes on her mother's car. This is according to her. That her stepfather later told her he had tampered with the brakes on the mother's car, intending the wreck to kill Haddish, her siblings, and her mother so he could collect the life insurance policies. Do you hear that wickedness? When Haddish was 13, she and her siblings were put into foster care and temporarily separated from one another. While there, she used comedy to cope with being around unfamiliar people. When she was 15, she and her siblings were reunited under their grandmother's care. At one early point in life, she was hospitalized with toxic shock syndrome. Now, how many people knew that she couldn't read? She was also illiterate. She said she could not read well into high school, but improved when she received tutoring from a teacher. Y'all. In 2018, Haddish stated that she had been raped at age 17 by a police cadet, which she said led to her aggressiveness in avoiding unwanted advances from men. After graduating from high school, Haddish was homeless living in her car for a period of time. In 1997, after her social worker gave her an ultimatum to either psychiatric therapy or the Laugh Factory comedy camp, the 17-year-old Haddish opted for the comedy as an outlet for her pain. All right. She states that she had mentorship from many notable comedians, Richard Pryor. We already know there was some, some, <laughs> Dane Cook, Charles Fleischer, and the Waynes brothers. Now look, she was accepted to NYU. This is somebody who couldn't read up until high school. Got into NYU. Prestigious university. But the tuition and her aversion to debt kept her from attending. She later attended Santa Monica College. 
All right. Now, that's a story. That's a story. And um, when you hear stuff like that, it gives insight into the reasoning as to why she is the way she is. Or why maybe certain things may have happened. Now here's what you got to be careful about. Because sometimes we have the abuse becoming the abuser. And this is someone who is, according to their Wikipedia and from their own mouth, we're going to hear it in a second, to basically be an activist for foster care children. Tiffany Haddish has all of the ingredients for Hollywood weirdness. To be baked into Hollywood weirdness. We're going to turn this music down. We're going to get into this Vlad piece. Thankfully, we are not on the YouTube platform. But we're going to hear this Vlad piece. All right. And she did this interview a couple of years ago. All right. She did this in 2020. And I want you to hear her talk to Lunell about her joining Scientology. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Get up food. And where? Uh, somewhere I saw it on the news this morning. Uh, yesterday I was giving out laptops to a bunch of foster kids. They had uh -huh. a drive-through out of foster youth and like the group home vans and stuff, and we was giving them our laptops. Do you have a you have a real affinity for group home kids, right? I have a real affinity for foster youth, for mm -hmm. youth that feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I would because I know how they feel. Like sure. I have a nonprofit organization, uh, She Ready Foundation where we give suitcases to foster youth because you get when you get moved around, uh, they make you put all your stuff in trash bags yeah. or like grocery bags, and it's like you're garbage. And doesn't it blow you that there's nothing for the kids to do when they age out? Like I used to work with Kira Foundation, mm -hmm. my friend Brandy's foundation. That was an organization specifically for when you age out. If nobody's adopted you, then where do you go? You got nobody, and you got to get out there. But there System are a lot of programs and sometimes you get those social workers that don't know about the different programs that there are available. There's like the independent living program that teaches you how to pay rent, how to like pay your light bill, gas bill. They help you teach you how to grocery shop and stuff like that. Because so many kids don't even know how to cook a, a basic meal for right. themselves, bacon and eggs. They don't even know how to do that. Like. And then there's there's um, there's other programs. If you end up going to college, that will help you pay for the school, pay for your books. That if you get a car, they'll help you pay for your car insurance. There's so many programs. That I need that program. Turn me on to that one because I know I'm paying too much money in my damn car insurance. Hey, what what is this? Uh, one more thing. 
didn't you dabble in the little Scientology for a while? Okay, what was so that about? when I was homeless, when I was homeless, I was standing in line at Central Casting to be a background worker, right? Mm -hmm. And I was living in my car and this Scientology guy approached me and he's like, hey, this you can come and take these courses and it'll help you with life and all that stuff. And uh, maybe we can help you find housing. And I was like, shit, I'll go. Like, And so I went and took a couple of courses. And then after like my third course, and it was like, I really, they were really helping me read better. Like I could read, but it's still not at a really good level. And they were helping me read better. And I thought, oh, this is cool. And then they asked me to join and be like a worker there, be a part of the flagship. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, well, I'm homeless. So yeah, I mean, and they said they would give me a place to sleep. I have my own place and they would give me $50 a month because they would cover all the food and clothing and everything. And so I only I would need $50 for that. Just enough to buy a little weed. A little <laughs> weed and some maxi pads, right? Yeah. And so then um, I say, okay. And I, you have to sign this contract, like billion year contract. And, yeah. I, and I signed it. And then they had. We're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there because notice she don't really say the word Scientology too many times. But as soon as you hear the billion year contract clause, that is indeed Scientology. Leah Remini has spoken about that several times. Several times. Had me go into these barracks and there was bunk beds and I don't do yes. bunk beds. I don't, I don't fuck with bunk beds because bad things happen with bunk beds. I have had too many incidences with bunk beds. I don't deal with them, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to make a pallet on the floor. I'm going to sleep over here. They're like, no, you got to sleep in a bunk bed. I was like, I'm not sleeping in no bunk bed. So they was demanding that I sleep in a bunk bed and I went on this rampage. I kind of like lost it and was marching up and down the hallways and yelling, y'all not finna have me in no bunk bed. Y'all not finna have me out here like that. And then they it probably like, opened the door for you. And then they had me get on the, the, the cans, they call them the cans and like, Talk about the experience I had with the bunk bed. Oh, beds. I saw but that my energy, Remini's, uh, Yeah. Thing. And my energy never changed on it, though. They say if you keep talking about it, talking about it, it'll change. But my energy never changed on it. I was on there for like three hours, four hours. My energy never changed on why I'm not dealing with no damn bunk beds. I don't do it. Ain't going to do it. Don't want to do it. And you ain't going to make me do it. White man and white lady and all these. And I was scaring all the little white girls that was in that room. They were scared as hell. And I kept on marching and yelling and stuff. And then finally... They was like, I, they got fed up with me and they tore up my contract and told me to wow, go. Wow, you got out. You're lucky. You were <laughs> a lucky one. Because you did a, the, the, the Jehovah Witness stint as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, my grandmother is a Jehovah Witness. And to so, this day? Uh, well, she's she's <laughs> she's bedridden now. So, mm -hmm. and like, we take care of her. But we read the Bible to her and everything. And then witnesses come and check on her. But, um, yeah, she used to take us in field service and all that stuff oh, and, like, yeah. knocking on doors. It's funny how a lot of comedians kind of grew up in that world. You know what's insane to me? Before we close this out, guess who else is a Jehovah Witness? Marcus Houston and Chris Stokes. Marcus Houston and Chris Stokes. It's just crazy to me how, like she said, we're going to repeat what she just said in a second.
service and all that stuff oh, and like yeah. knocking on doors. It's funny how a lot of comedians kind of grew up in that world. And she said, it's funny how so many comedians grew up in that world. A lot of people within the entertainment industry, in my opinion, they hide behind a faith. To me. In that Jehovah Witness world, we could talk Can to anybody. Can you imagine Prince doing field service? Because he did. Girl, I would be looking did. forward to him coming to my door. I was He'd like, never get go? out again if he come to my door. I'm like, come on in for the little coffee. They'd you be might like, not recognize him at It'd first. Be like misery. Because I've seen him at a convention before and his hair was like different and everything was different about him. I didn't recognize him at first. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, that's Prince right there. I'm like, that ain't Prince. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I, I tell you, Tiffany, um, I want to thank you for doing this interview with me specifically. Yes. I want to thank us for being the two, first two women to do Vlad yes, together. thank you. I'm looking forward to uh, the grocery store information. I'm looking for whatever projects we may have in the future. Yes. And um, is there anything you want to say lastly? Y'all, in my opinion, she's socially awkward socially awkward and again she has all of the ingredients for a holly weird centerpiece in my opinion she's done and honestly i feel like they don't really have too much use for her anymore I believe that she knows that her career will never be the same. I believe that she is stressed. I believe that the writer's strike and the actor, the SAG-AFRA situation did not help. The money is not coming in like it used to. She had to spend a lot of money to fight that case. We have the holidays here. The holidays is a dark season. Everybody is not in the best of mood in the holidays. Holidays don't bring good memories to a lot of adults. And a lot of the, the wounded children in them not receiving on the holidays or not having their family or not being in great spaces as children, a lot of that comes back to them in their mental. A lot of the subconscious that's suppressed comes back to fruition or comes to the surface during the holiday season. Seasonal depression, seasonal anxiety disorder, SAD. Literally the acronym for it. Less vitamin D intake, natural vitamin D intake, because the nights are longer and the days are shorter. A very dark period. So I believe this is all aiming and embedding also into her not being able to stay sober. What good is it is to gain the world and again to lose your soul? I said this on the, on the the YouTube live last week. Insane. 
I heard Blanchard, he is Blanchard, say today that the devil will give you everything that you want. Everything that you ask for, but you won't be allowed to enjoy it. The devil will give you everything you want, but you will not be allowed to enjoy it. And that a lot of these celebrities don't have really much of really nothing. That their fame is for us. To keep us looped in, to keep us worshiping them as idols. This is what he, he was saying today. And I said, it's really honestly the God to honest truth. This is a prime A pivotal example of that. Now, do we believe the story that Scientology just really lets you go like that? Probably not. Probably not. But listen. She's done. And this is not a good look. This is not a good look. She better go get her some help somewhere for she end up slumped. Now it's crazy to me because you have her mother almost dying in a car accident. Survived the car accident. Almost died in the car accident. Almost died in the car accident. Suffered severe brain damage. And you got Tiffany committing DUIs. Insane. Y'all drop down in the comments and y'all let me know how y'all feel about this. Do you feel like there's hope for her for her to bounce back? Maybe I'm wrong. Shout out to you for making it all the way to the end of this podcast. I love y'all. Like I always say. Shout out to all the supporters. Okay. We truly are grateful for each and every one of y'all. And where y'all check in from. And we just want to salute the entire geographical listeners list that has supported this podcast, even when this podcast was not consistent originally. Of course, we have our own, the United States. We have Israel, Brazil. Why did I say Brazil like that? Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> Canada, Spain, Mexico, Ukraine, Germany, United Kingdom, Seychelles, Egypt, Russia, Italy, Honduras, the Netherlands, Australia, Turkey, Korea, Canada, 
okay? Pakistan, Norway, China, the Bahamas, Togo, Ireland, the Isle of Man, South Africa, France, Puerto Rico, Romania, Belgium, Kuwait, Morocco, and when I mean Korea, I'm in South Korea. I'm still looking at the list. Morocco, Switzerland, Sweden, India, Barbados, Philippines, Nigeria, the Bahamas, Japan, Poland, Singapore, Estonia, Dominican Republic, Australia, Denmark, Portugal, Iceland, Vietnam, the Netherlands, Ghana, New Zealand, Bangladesh, Bahrain, Greece, Saudi Arabia, Nambia, the Czech Republic, Trinidad and Tobago, Lithuania, Finland, Jamaica, Hong Kong, Uruguay, Malaysia, the United Arab Emirates, Rwanda, Zambia, Malta, Uganda, Kazakhstan, Serbia, Paraguay, Chile, Ecuador, Antigua and Barbuda, American Samoa, the United States, Virgin Islands. Shout out to them. Colombia, Belarus, Kenya, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan excuse me, Curacao, Taiwan, shout out to Taiwan, Senegal, and the two newest, Papua New Guinea and Bermuda, shout out to them, shout out to all the places I just named, because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate each and every one of y'all, for real, tell a friend to tell a friend, I love y'all. Y'all know this. Y'all keep enjoying y'all holiday weekend here in the States. I love y'all. Peace.